This is Faith and Fable, a pastoral podcast where we discuss common and often controversial topics from a biblical perspective. I'm Lena. I'm Matt Henry. I'm Matt Miller. And I'm Mark. <laughs> All right, guys. You're such a hater. <laughs> you are an absolute hater. We're pulled together here, guys. It's getting late. All right, guys. Rate, review, tell your friends. What are we talking about today? Cremation. And burial. Which one is the right one? A pastoral perspective. <laughs> Gosh, we are. You guys are sick men. This is a real issue. It really is an issue. I mean, articles are written on it, and now battle lines have been drawn. So, it's it's, 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 in some circles, it is. Um, It's actually a strange-sounding topic, but um, it's actually a real one for many people. Um, I literally had not that long ago a discussion due to a recent death, and I appreciated. Uh, actually their desire to honor the Lord and so they were like is it right is it wrong what I mean what do we do and mm-hmm. and so you know as you've learned some of the conversations you get drawn into uh, as a pastor you're like I just didn't see that coming but this is one that people have real concerns over. I would I would I have had this question I would say no less than five times yeah I and I numerous. but I never had this question on, on my on my own right yeah uh-huh. it's it's just something and that that's there and it's even more so with the internet as sure. some prominent guys have made their thoughts known on it and so we're going to talk about it it's actually a re- really simple issue though uh, can a christian rightly consider cremation over a physical burial that's that's the question right um and some would say wonder why would anyone decide on cremation and and the reason for it is usually very simple. It's the cost of the burial. Yeah. Um, now, this is a real issue in America. I can't speak to other countries, but the average cost of a funeral is between seven to nine thousand dollars. You know, you could get a casket at Costco for like a hundred bucks. Yep, Costco there's actually casket. What? Yeah, yeah. yeah yep. In in fact, um, there's a church. I belong to a woodworking forum, and there's this church that they have a. Uh, it's a large church, and they actually have a casket-making ministry. And at first, that sounds a little weird, but they, yeah. they live in a very depressed part of America, and they uh, they find that a lot of people simply can't afford a casket, and so they can do it for uh, something like 150 bucks. And it's a good-looking oh, casket. Bad. No, yeah. and they but they don't they they can make it, but they don't charge them anything. They mm. just give it to them. Mm. And you know, it's it's like. It's a real issue. It hurts some people who are um, struggling. And we're, we haven't talked about the cost of a land at a cemetery. And once you're uh, done considering, it's often costing a person between ten dollars to $15,000 to bury a loved one. And mm-hmm. that can just be daunting if they haven't made prior right, preparations. Right. Um, in fact, I had one life insurance policy for 5000 And I thought, well, that'll take care of my funeral and I'm realized that that won't do anything. Um, so now compare that to the average cost of a cremation, which is about 2000. 
Uh, if you put it in a cemetery in a niche, it's between seven hundred to three thousand dollars more, depending if it's a single or double urn, that kind of a thing. Yeah. But these are these are issues that people are struggling with. So yeah, um, so as you mentioned, though, there's some very respected leaders in the evangelical world um, in in America here who have weighed in on this subject, and the result of that though has been confusion, concern, questions, so on and so forth. So, and we'll, we'll talk about two of them, um, John Piper and Al Mohler. We respect them both. Very much so, yeah. So, so here's what John Piper argues. He says that the Christian should normally pursue a burial rather than cremation. And he gives four arguments for this. Um, so he's not being absolutely dogmatic. Um, no, he's no. saying normally though, that's what, but I would still say he's wrong, but in yeah. saying it even this way. Yeah. Um, well, let's let's give his arguments, and they can judge. All right, I'll I'll just be quiet. <laughs> give us give away all our cards. <laughs> yeah, now everyone's just clicked off. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, so he gives he gives four arguments. The first one is the first is how the Bible views the body and the soul. Um, so the the Greek philosophy saw that the spirit as some kind of prisoner within the body, and this was of course thoroughly present in Greek thinking, um, but it's not a biblical worldview. And so he goes on to say, essentially, the Bible treats the various aspects of the human being as a body and soul or spirit. Um, they're, 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 one, they're, they're both of those elements there. And we're going to talk about this with our episodes on the nature of man or anthropology. Um, but also this idea is not that the spirit is finally free at death, um, but rather that the spirit of a Christian at death is seen as not ideal, um, he takes this, of course, in 1 Corinthians 5 in verse 4, where it says, for we, or for while we are still in this tent, meaning your physical body, we groan, being burdened, not that we would be unclothed, meaning without your body, but that we would be further clothed so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. And he, he points out that the glory of the body is seen in the fact that for all of eternity, the son shall have a body. Uh, meaning Jesus, and that at the final resurrection, every believer is going to be raised and the body and the spirit shall be reunited. All right. So that's his first argument. Yeah. The second one is uh, that the body was purchased by Christ, making it infinitely valuable. And so he argues rightly from 1 Corinthians 6 that the body is for the Lord and that as a temple of the spirit, it's to be treated as holy. We're to glorify God in our body. He shows out of Philippians 1.20 that Paul desired that he magnify the Lord in his body, whether in life or death. And he says then uh, that the body will never be discarded because it's been bought by the blood of Jesus. Yeah. So he's got a high view of the body, which is good and right and, and proper. Yep. Yeah. Um, the third then is that death is viewed as symbolically sleeping for the Christian. Uh, and you see that throughout the New Testament. Um, in 1 Corinthians 15, the death of the body is seen as, as functioning like a seed. And when it's buried, it pictures that very idea that the body will then be raised later. And elsewhere in the Bible, it says that, um, you know, believers have fallen asleep and they therefore lie and wait for that resurrection. Okay. And then the fi final one is um, it, that is, is dreadful. There's this dreadful symbolism of fire uh, in the Bible. Right, right. And so it's seen as judgment. It's used to describe the reality of hell. 
And so for a Christian, his point is the final symbol of is their death, and the last thing they would want to desire is it to be symbolized in flames. Which is cremation. Right, yeah. right. So he gives some other less important thoughts regarding cremation, such as how it's relatively recent, uh, a relatively recent act in America, uh, and that crem- cremations have usually been historically found in pagan cultures and therefore reflecting a pagan worldview. And you can read about this. We supply the link. Yeah. Um, Hinduism. Shown it. Right. right. Yeah. Um, and then you got Al Mohler, who also argues against cremations. Um, he sees the rise in cremations as, like Piper, of course, as indicative of a shift in worldview views by Americans. Um, right now, currently, slightly over half of all deaths result in cremation. And then by 2020, it's actually expected to be about 68%. Um, and so he, he made some points in his podcast, which is almost as good as ours, uh, the briefing. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At some point, he might reach our listener base. I mean, he's probably stealing our stuff. But um, <laughs> so he, he made some points there that are they're theological um, points, and, and they're simple to understand. You want to uh, give those? Yeah, it, it's certainly not a sin he would say, to be cremated. Uh, That's not the big issue. It's a matter of Christian judgment and an understanding of the fact that burial has had very deep theological and biblical roots in the Christian and Jewish tradition. Uh, So he goes on to say, and it's because of a reverence for the respect for the body as well. It's described in the New Testament for Christians as a temple of the Holy Spirit. And furthermore, it's been a respect for the body that has stood in distinction to the spiritual and theological beliefs of other cultures that have practiced cremation. So it's not sin, he says. It's a burial has deep theological roots with uh, biblical roots attached. Um, burial models, uh, they model a deep respect for the body, which is the temple of the spirit, and burial stands p- apart from the pagans' uh, position. So those are very similar to Piper. Yeah. Um, he actually, interestingly, Moeller went on to describe in detail the death and cremation of, of a certain king in Thailand. Yeah, like yeah. only he would do this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like this is going to convince anybody. But um, a lot of, um, I mean, it's a lot of interesting information that he's given about the way the nation viewed this king, um, but also the fact that um, the theological thinking of those right. people were present. Um, and so it's a fusion of Hinduism and Buddhism because they view him, this king, as being divine and that the divine is essentially trapped or confined again in the body. Um, and so cremation in in, th- in this Hinduistic thought then frees the spirit from the body. Um, he, is, he is correct in noting that for Hinduism and Buddhism, the body is something to escape out of and to be absorbed into what they call the great divine. Right. Um, whereas in Christian view, uh, the body is something that's part of the design of God, and therefore there is no real separation between the spirit and, and the body. The, the Bible, in fact, views this holistically. Again, we're going to get into this with our stuff on the doctrine of man. Which is, again, our argument. People need to know their theology. The better they know it, a lot of this stuff will make sense. Yeah. So what's our view? All right. Because they don't know yet. Right. So our view, that this is an issue that we see as being made a lot more complex than ought to. Um, Yeah. And as much as I appreciate Moeller and Piper talking on it, I think they actually create angst where there doesn't need to be um, because they can't be dogmatic. It's a theological argument, not a biblical one. 
the Bible is actually silent on the subject in any direct way. And so at best, we can only give uh, observations rather than directives. Uh, we think that it's wise for pastors to be very, very careful when giving their preferences wrapped up in biblical terminology. It just, it, it sounds right, except that we're not truly able to speak with that level of authority. And so, but it's also true that everything we do reflects some sort of theology and, and we can't escape that, but we need to use great care. Yeah. And so because the Bible is silent by way of instruction and commands, we simply say that it's not a doctrine that's taught in the Bible and that every Christian is therefore free to do as they deem good and right. It's really, in fact, that simple. We, I would go on to say it would be a Romans 14 First Corinthians eight kind of issue like Paul talks about yeah. with meat conscience issues. Yeah, yeah. Um, nothing, nothing actually in creation prevents or diminishes the reality of the resurrection. That's just a simple fact. Yeah, I, I, that, well, conclusion. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> like, why, why is cremation somehow diminishing resurrection? If anything, it exalts it. It's the absolute assurance that. What has just been burned up is, yeah, yeah. but whatever. Yeah, so so nothing in that physical burial, though, we would say exalts the reality of, of no. the resurrection necessarily. Um, rather, it, it's in the words that we would argue in the words and the thoughts of the people where the reality is seen. That's where truth right. is existing and abiding. Um, a Christian burial or funeral, we would say, ought to be replete with promises of the resurrection. Um, and a reaction by all Christians at a funeral and afterward should be one of the hope, uh, one of hope and a grief that is controlled by the hope of that resurrection. Um, in fact, that'll be a far more declare the gospel truth than just merely sticking a body in the ground. Even though I appreciate the symbolism, what, what they're trying to argue for, but the hope expressed in the people at the funeral who are Christians and that this person who's being, was cremated as a Christian, that's a much better testimony than the symbol of, again, a body being put in the ground. Uh, it, it also is an issue that then creates undue stress for those who lost a believing loved one in a way that prevents the burial of the body. I mean, it's an important point, yeah. I, I, this is huge. I mean, because you got a lot of uh, people who go off to war and they don't come back and there's no parts left. Um, you know, a direct hit or something. It's, it's ugly. So you have the explosions, you have death by fire, which was common in the Inquisition and the Roman persecutions. I mean, wonderful Christian martyrs who were burned at the stake. Somehow that didn't remove the hope of the resurrection. Uh, these are just a couple of the kinds of examples where body, the body just simply isn't there for uh, a burial. Add to this, so many times a body had to be disposed of by fire simply due to disease control. So what do we say to them? How do we comfort them? Well, we comfort them by speaking the same thing, the truth that the resurrection is true, and one day their loved one will be raised with Christ forevermore. That, that's a good word, yeah. and much better than, well, it would have been better if he was back here in bodily form so we could stick him in the ground. Right, and the argument also gets a little bit lost in the fact that bodies ultimately <laughs> decompose and then return to dust, right? And we're not trying to be inappropriate here uh, just no but that's also a biblical truth yeah. that you have to reconcile with that position um and so god overtly states this in genesis 3 we know this when he said that from dust we came and therefore to dust we shall return um you know there's that well-known story of roger williams yeah um it's actually a cool story 
Yeah, um, an apple tree had grown over his grave, and the roots actually broke into his casket, casket and engulfed his body. Right. <laughs> um, and so, think of where that where that body actually is Ew. now, since you know how many apples were eaten by countless people <gasps> oh, and man. Uh, well, yeah. animals That's over the nasty. decades. I think it's well, kind of cool. It, it, <laughs> but that, I mean, trust me. You know, it's cool. Yeah. It it is what it is. Yeah. So, and again, we're not trying to be gross. We're just trying. It's to, just a reality of right. Um, so, so just because you put a person in a casket and put them into the ground, we would say doesn't actually do anything, and that's our point. Um, mm -hmm. All people shall be raised on that last day, both believers and unbelievers. Um, and and so we we would also argue that cremation models a greater hope, and that it simply shows how we know the vastness of God's power to resurrect. Right. Right. He doesn't it, need a full body to work with. However, like all things, uh, there usually is multiple issues going on in the decision to bury or to cremate. And so we would also, on a, from a pastoral perspective, uh, say this. If it is merely, merely so you can keep more money, uh, then we would see a possible heart issue there. If you're like, well, I don't really care about grandma. Let's just do whatever's cheap because we want to keep as much as we can. And her wishes were to be buried. Um, sure. Honor the wishes, mm -hmm. right? Um, so there's heart issues that also come to light in this. Uh, if it's merely convenience, then again, we would say that the person might think a bit more on their motives. Uh, if you're trying to be current with the trends again, why is that your concern? So the cool thing now is let's, did you know now they're moving to a form of liquefaction? Oh, yeah, they're actually, gross. there's this movement to liquefy the body and use it like for fertilizer and stuff like that. And so, I mean, oh, sure, and yeah. so whatever is the new eco-friendly eco mm -hmm. thing. So again. I want to bring back mummification. We should do that with you. 40-day <laughs> embalmment. And then I could be like the well, Mark, communion table. Mark yesterday was talking about how we oh. you should get buried in that pulpit. It, oh wasn't, my God. it wasn't just it wasn't just me. <laughs> Put it this way. Well, you love that pulpit. I love that pulpit, but I didn't know that you guys. I that was the motive. <laughs> so you've already got me halfway in the grave. Yeah. Well, if that's going to get rid of the pulpit, then I can quit. I'm joking. Oh. <laughs> joking. And I'll just take the pulpit with me. I'll just pick it up. No. And, no. Right now, my shoulder hurts. So if you can wait until it's healed, <laughs> I can show that kind. I can show that amount of kindness to you. Wow. Wow. I'm, 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 just, Sorry, source we'll, okay. we'll, we'll uh, talk later. <laughs> uh, it's a shame you don't work for the church. I could fire you then. That's, the, be that's the beauty of my position. <laughs> yeah. I can do whatever the heck I want. Anyhow. Yeah. All right. But but going back is if you're trying to, okay, stop. <laughs> if you're trying to keep up with the trends, again, you're missing the point. Um, if you do some elaborate oh, funeral thinking that your loved one is happier in the fancy casket, down by the pond, then there's also some really, yeah. really bad thinking. Yeah. Oh, mom would be so much happier by the pond. It costs 20000 more. It's uh. like, how about you put her at the back of the field and give the 20000 to missions? I bet you your mother would be more thrilled to yeah, know, yeah, yeah. right? Um, Depends who your mother is. Well, or then <laughs> irritate your mom because you're giving it to the missions <laughs> yeah. and say, well, we're going to still see soul saved, but... It's, it, it, it also can be affected by various cultures that you live in, um, and that's partly what they are talking about. Uh, if it's a Hindu culture, 
that's really big on cremation for bad reasons, then perhaps you don't cremate because you don't want to, you want to show a different hope, um, uh, the hope and perspective that you need to show as a Christian. So it's something that requires you to think, not just do whatever passes your mind. So we would simply say that it's a matter of conscience for each believer. Again, Romans 14 helps us as there are in there, it instructs us not to violate the conscience. Uh, rather, we honor the Lord as we seek to handle the body of a loved one in death because they are image bearers and we, we want to show respect to that. But Perfect. having said that, that yeah. those are our thoughts. Yeah. Um, so we hope we've given you something to think about. Uh, and until next time, make sure to tune in, join the conversation. Let us know what you think about burial and cremation. And don't forget to like, share, comment, rate, and review, and tell all your friends. Mm-hmm.